Hello and welcome to In The Zone, your destination for the latest news on Intel through our Tech Providers on site. Joining me today, as always, is Peter Kress, editor of Tech Provider Zone. In this special episode of Tech Provider Zone, Peter and I are going to take a closer look at the metaverse. We'll cover what it is, why it's important to tech providers, and how the channel can make the most of this golden opportunity. Peter, let's get started uh, just by talking about the metaverse. And I want to start with a really simple question. What's the metaverse? Yeah, thanks, Ed. You know, I'd actually like to answer by saying what it's not. The metaverse is not a single technology, not a certain device that's being offered by a single company or service, even a single service. It's a collection of different technologies. Uh, and that includes things like virtual and augmented reality, AI machine learning, blockchain, 3D modeling, a whole long list of technologies that are gonna be combined together. And if they all work, they're gonna create this thing we call the metaverse. Uh, some of these elements are also part of what's being called Web3 especially blockchain and crypto and some of those things, which could very well be part of the metaverse, especially in a retail financial setting. Uh, put them all together and what you do get is this immersive 3D digital environment. In, and in that environment, users can interact both with each other and also with their surroundings. It's also a digital platform that links this virtual world with the physical world. For example, if I'm gonna go to a retailer's uh, metaverse site and buy a cotton t-shirt, Presumably then, you know, within a week, that t-shirt is going to show up at my house. So the, in, the physical world and the digital world sort of uh, uh, connect through the metaverse. Uh, some of these elements already exist, things like uh, immersive games, virtual and augmented reality, some forms of social media, virtual collaboration. So we're starting to see some of these things already. And I guess the really big, big question for everyone is, is this thing just like a niche, you know, gaming, cool? Or is it something that's going to take over the world? And right now, no one knows. So that's my long answer. Yeah, I mean, can I do anything about this heat wave that we're going through? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, but seriously, that's that's great. And what's funny to me about the metaverse is when I hear that term metaverse, it sounds like one of two things. It either sounds like a Spider-Man movie, and I don't know why, but it just sounds like a Spider-Man movie title, or something like a buzzword that a millennial marketer might come up with. But is that really an accurate characterization of, the, characterization of the term? Is it really something that only millennials would care about? By the way, that's a classification neither of us fit into. Is that something only millennials care about though? Short answer is no. I can see why you would ask this because I think right now the metaverse is a bit like world peace. It's not reality, but it's a really good idea, something we should pursue. And that said, a lot of people are already spending a great deal of money on the metaverse. Uh, McKinsey and company said it's $120 billion so far. Uh, last year, Facebook's parent company, Meta, spent a reported $10 billion on metaverse development. I mean, it's so much it actually dragged down the company's earnings. And looking ahead, as we reported on Tech Provider Zone, McKinsey, again, thinks the metaverse could be a $5 trillion market by 2030. That's just seven years off, eight years off. Uh, and that's fast growth. Uh, one of the market watchers, a company called Global Market, market Estimate, predicts that the market will grow at an average rate of 45% a year over the next five years. There aren't too many tech markets growing it that fast. Uh, that's really, really fast. So it's not just for millennials. What does the metaverse mean or likely to mean for leading IT companies like Intel, HP, Dell, Microsoft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
First of all, if McKinsey's right and this is a multi-trillion dollar market, they're going to want a piece of it. And if it is, in fact, that big and fast growing, there's going to be very intense competition. So it's not going to be easy. On the other hand, if this thing is just a niche, then it could be a real problem for them. They're going to be spending billions and billions of dollars developing technologies for a market that maybe just isn't all that big. And we do have some kind of counterexamples. I mean, even VR, there's so much money. I was trying to figure out how much money had been spent on developing VR. I can't find it. But I do know, I've never seen a VR headset being used. I don't know anyone who owns one. I've never seen one used in the real world, only on demos and on websites. The other thing is uh, think about cryptocurrency, which is supposed to save the world and transform finance. In June, it lost over $380 billion. And uh, one of the first publicly traded crypto exchanges, Coinbase, its stock is down 80%. So just because there's a really cool technology and it, it appears to be innovative, doesn't mean it will necessarily succeed. For these companies like Intel, Dell, HP, these guys, it's a big risk for them. It's a big bet. On the one hand, it could be this trillion dollar market, multi-trillion. On the other hand, it could be, you know, the next cryptocurrency. So so with that in mind, um, this sort of look before you leap mindset when when we when we talk about these cool technologies. And one of the things, one of the the real, you know, positives, um, real things that excite me about, you know, talking to you about this stuff is technology is cool. Like, and if you're a geek, like I am, like the technology stuff is cool. And I'm not involved in the development of it. I just enjoy using it and I enjoy testing it and using it. But there is sort of that mindset of this is the next big thing. I got to get in on this. And with that in mind, that sort of look before you leap mentality, let's, we talked about the technology and then we talked about the major vendors. Now I want to talk about the solution providers, the tech providers, and that sort of end of this whole thing. Why should they care about this stuff? If if it's if it's cool, but it could be buzzy and it's hot, but we don't know if it's going to stay hot. Why? How should they feel about this? Why should they care about it? There's actually several reasons why it's important for the tech provider community. I mean, one of one is simply if you're a member of the larger IT community, you just have to keep up. It's just part of the job. Uh, I was thinking today, you know, imagine if 30 years ago you just said, you know, mini computers, that's where it's at. That's as far as I'm going. Uh, DEC, Data General, those guys are the real deal. I'm done. Today, those companies and those technologies don't even exist. So uh, in this fast moving industry, you just can't stick your head in the sand and, and ignore anything. You just can't. For another, our guys, are their, their own customers are going to be looking into this stuff. Some of them may even be experimenting with metaverse technologies on their own. Many big companies are. I just heard a presentation last week from Fidelity. They're building metaverse systems to try them out you know, in the lab setting and see, hey, what could this mean for our investors? Surely, even if your customers are not experimenting with metaverse, they're trying to figure out, is this going to do something for me? Is this going to help me? Is this going to hurt me? Is this going to change my industry? It's not something you can uh, ignore. And like I said, it's really early days. Everyone's still trying to figure this thing out. I think you have to be in the game. To be in the game, or at least know where the game is, the rules of the game and where the game's going, um, requires a little bit of, of forethought and, and looking ahead. And with that in mind, what are some things, I don't know, you know, if you want to come up with like three or you know, two or three things, three or four things that tech providers can do now to prepare for that future of, meta, of the metaverse that we don't know what it's going to look like? Yeah. What can they do now? Well, there's quite a few things they can do. The first is reading. 
there's a lot out there. Uh, there are short articles, such as we've had on tech providers on. There's also some books. There have been some very good reports uh, from the consulting firms. I mentioned McKinsey. There's a good white paper out there from Deloitte from, I think, April. Uh, Adweek recently published a piece called The Metaverse Explained. There's a lot out there that you can read uh, and catch up on. Second, I think it's worth experimenting with some of these technologies. Even though they're not connected yet, you can still figure out, figure out like, what's this stuff like? For example, you might join a virtual community like Fortnite and just see what that's like. You might check out some 3D rendering software if you have it. You might even buy a pair of those VR goggles I mentioned. Somebody's got to buy them. Uh, I'm kidding. They've actually sold millions and millions of dollars worth of those things, but it's worth trying. Uh, third, I'd say is talk to your customers. Find out what they want to know. Look into it for them. Get back to them. You know, no, it's not going to earn you revenue today or tomorrow. But, um, you know, smart guys are thinking about the lifetime value of a customer. And if you want those customers to hang out with you for a lifetime, I think this is the kind of help you might want to be providing them now, helping them get ready for the future. Some of that stuff you mentioned just makes me think of like some of the stuff we talked about. It's like, you know, the generational gap. It's not even a gap. It's more like the evolution of this stuff. And it's like, you know, the things that our kids are using now in school are the things that, you know, they will be very comfortable with going forward. So to your point, getting in on the ground floor and sort of building that knowledge base at the beginning before you're so far behind the curve on this stuff that you will immediately look like you are behind the curve on this stuff. Like it's still an emerging technology. To your point, there are a lot of explainer articles out there. There are a lot of sort of beginner level thought pieces that are, you know, what is it, why it's important. And it's sort of honestly laid a lot of the skeleton for the questions I came up with to ask you today, because we're sort of at that now, that sort of tipping point where we can have this discussion at that level now, a year or two from now, we're not, we wouldn't have this discussion. It'll be a different conversation. It'll be, you know, much farther along, you know, in terms of what people know. And I couldn't ask you beginner level questions a program a year from now, because it would really be obvious to a decent chunk of the audience that watches and listens to this program that that's a yesterday conversation, not a tomorrow conversation. So to your point, get in on the ground floor, find those think pieces, find those sort of, you know, 101, 201 level information sources, and just sort of absorb what we're talking about. And then figure out from there, because then to your point, you can then have that conversation with vendors and you can have that conversation, you know, with your customers and say, as they're bringing stuff to you, you'll be able to then pivot back to the vendors and say, what about this? What about that? A different conversation than them trying to pitch it to you is you asking them and you driving the conversation rather than them trying to sell you something. So, Absolutely. I mean, a good quick example of yeah. that goggles I was joking about. Yep. A lot of people are working on much better interfaces with 3D. There are the glasses that look pretty much just like regular reading glasses, but I've even heard about contact lenses that you can wear that will allow you to go into a 3D you know, virtual world. So if that's around and people are comfortable popping things on their eyeballs, you know, that's going to be a lot easier and less nerdy looking than these big, <laughs> massive 3D goggles. That could be some sort of a turning point for the technology. Yep. 
I do think, yeah, and we'll wrap on that, but I do think that sort of real world application of this stuff is where it becomes a lot easier to understand. It's once upon a time, I can, I can remember, it wasn't forever ago where people would be like the cloud and it's like, you'd look up, like, Wait, what are you talking about? Which one? It's like, no, no, you know, once you sort of got through that wall and it'll be the same with this and it'll be the same with all the other technologies. When you get through that wall, the cloud, crypto, metaverse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you become immersed in the technology and knowing how it works and how you can frankly sell and use it as opposed to it being something that you don't know about. But again, you have to break through that wall, whether it's 3D glasses or something else, you know, 3D contact lenses, you will, we will all get there. So putting yourself in at the right spot, which would be this, this conversation you and I just had, plus the other research that's out there, you'll be a much smarter sort of tech provider. Uh, With that, we're going to wrap. you know, as always, thanks to Peter for his time. Uh, check out Tech Provider Zone for the latest news on technology, Intel, and all the other technology that's out there. Peter and his team update it constantly with the latest goings on. So while you're doing your research into the metaverse, swing through Tech Provider Zone and take a look. Uh, again, thanks to Peter for his time. And thanks to all of you for watching and listening for your time. Have a great day, everyone, and stay cool. Have a great day.